0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Lethal Podcast. We were joined this episode by our friend and returning guest, Jake Downs. Uh, Jake reached out to us and said that he's been getting a lot of questions on what broadheads he uses and why. Uh, so he wanted to take a bit to sit down with us and then talk about that journey that he's been on in making his broadhead selections and some of the reasoning that goes along with it, and we had a really good conversation about it. So here in for a good one today. Uh, We wanted to give a quick congrats to Alex. She was the winner of the Vector giveaway. Uh, Thank you to everybody for entering, and thank you to Vector. Um, Vector is now fully live on their sales, so be sure to go check them out at their website. It's vectorcustomshop.com. I'll drop the uh, link in the show description. Uh, We will be at the Dallas Safari Club convention next week. That is, oh God, that's literally like six days from now. Uh, So if you're in the area, be sure to stop by the Grizzly Stick booth. Where we will be recording for the duration of the show uh, You can check out their awesome products They have have there and you can say hi to us If you'd like to uh, or don't I don't care I'm not the boss of you um, If you're liking our content we're putting out We would love it if you could drop a quick review for us On iTunes or uh, Facebook Or both that'd be cool too uh, It really helps us get more exposure And we really really do appreciate it So uh, once again you guys are in for a good one today So sit back, sit back Relax and enjoy the episode but yeah jake you uh you're talking about you you know you didn't uh didn't top 20 uh 2018 uh which uh you know like like you said uh a bison and a uh uh, mountain goat are pretty tough to top in one year uh but i still think you had a had a pretty good year if you ask me
1: yeah yeah Uh, well and i like i said i can't i'm not uh I don't know. I, I don't really look at it that way as far as whether I topped it or not. People, just people had said, hey, how are you going to top last year? And I said, well, right. I'm going to try. Um, and uh, I definitely uh, put more animals down this year. Um, did some stuff that I hadn't done. and You know, took an elk solo, uh, public ground, just, you know, stuff. Oh, wow. some, yeah, some stuff that, uh, um, and I've taken uh, elk, uh, but I've always been with people. Um, this was kind of my own thing, and elk have always been kind of my nemesis. So there was some stuff that I did that uh, I definitely um, am proud of and, and had a great year. So, um, But over the last few years, I uh, have been kind of messing with, different setups and different arrows, um, for years upon years, upon years, uh, before, um, you know, Darren Snyder's got around me and, and showed me all this cool new stuff, um, (laughs) that's out there in the world. I just shot the same arrow, the same broadhead, um, for everything. And, and, and so over the last few years, I've had quite a bit of opportunity to to put a lot of animals down or quite a few, not, you know, not a crazy amount, but quite a few. And I've been using, you know, a handful of different broadheads and and bouncing ideas off of Aaron. And so
0: I know we may be getting ahead of ourselves like just a little bit. But did you did you use Valkyrie before you met Aaron or did Aaron turn you on to Valkyrie?
1: Actually, Aaron turned me on to him. Um, uh, I'll be okay. honest with you. Aaron turned me on to most everything that I've uh, been using <laughs> cool. um, yeah, and, and testing out. And it, it, it's been, um, for one thing, the dude's uh, a wealth of knowledge. You know, why wouldn't I listen to him? Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. And when I have him right there in my corner. So I just kind of... Um, have jumped in, but there's a few things that I tried, um, that were just a little bit different than what he was using. Um, similar, um, heads, just different manufacturers, different, different things. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I mean, it's not like you had much of a, I mean, you weren't a slouch before you started using, you know, uh, quote unquote higher end gear, what uh I guess before before we wade into what you've been using the last couple of years and kind of you what you've uh, found as the result of those, what were you what were you using before as like because I know I think you said you used the same setup for a long time, right?
1: Yeah. Um I'd be honest with you. I wanna say eight of my ten were with an Eastern Axis arrow, traditional mm-hmm. and a Muzzy phantom broadhead. <laughs> um, and, and I'm yeah, not worked, saying a, a f- Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I'm not going to say that. And that, that broadhead's sitting right here in front of me. Um, and I'm not going to say anything bad about that head. Uh, you know, it's not the most durable head. I wouldn't say every one of them spins true. Uh, right. But for what it is, it's a pretty good head to be honest and I do. That's
0: the the, the Phantom is the longer profile Muzzy, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. With the bleeder,
0: with the bleeder. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Okay.
1: And I think I was, well, I was probably drawn to it because of Fred Eichler, but uh, when I was a kid, my dad raved, he said, the only head you can shoot is a bear razor head. So Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, that's all I shot is his old bear razors, which are a two blade with bleeders. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it kind of was a natural gravitation to the, uh, and then of course, Fred's promoting them. And, and I've said that many times in the past. I'm a big fan of his. Um, so I jumped in and that's what I used. And, um, you know, it's a vented broadhead. And I look at all these other broadheads sitting in front of me that I've used over the last couple of years, not one of them's vented. And I honestly I, I probably wouldn't use a vented broadhead. I know, um, Aaron's used quite a few, uh, but just standing down range at, I, you know, you, it definitely oh, makes a, a, a lot. flutter. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, you know? Um, and, uh, so yeah. So that's one thing that I'll touch on a little bit because, um, I don't really have another broad here head here. That's vented. Um, The vented thing was one thing I I learned, uh, that I didn't like. And and to be honest with you, I never stood down range. I never had any friends that hunted with me hardly with, especially with a stick bow. So I never had anybody to shoot an arrow and let me listen to it. Uh, I never even really thought about it, but, uh, I can't honestly say that, uh, I ever remember a time that I went, Wow that deer moved because he heard the arrow coming or that animal moved. I mean, I'm, I'm positive. It probably happened and it probably sure. has yeah. happened with some of these other heads that just, just cause they're vented. Um, doesn't take away all the noise. I mean, I'm not blaming right. that, but definitely you stand down range of a vented broadhead. You can hear it coming.
0: Yeah. I've always heard, I've never, I've never tested it. I've always heard that if you put like bow wax or like string wax, over, like, if you, like, uh, hit the, like, the sides of the vents that it's supposed to quiet it down. Oh, really? I, huh. I, That's why I've been told. I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, Interesting. But, yeah. Maybe uh, It, maybe it I'll softens
2: go. the edges, which creates a little different aerodynamic yeah. profile. Yeah, d- different type of
0: turbulence.
2: Sure. Yeah. It's, honestly, it's one of those where I think that it's... More personal, like a uh, human preference, um, than animal preference. I mean, I think that the animal's attitude in general has more impact on it than than the noise from the broadhead or the veins. Uh, yeah, hundred
1: yeah, percent. And I mean,
2: i've I've seen like the Silver Flame Double XL, which which is a gigantic vented head and animals have zero reaction to that and yet quieter heads i've had reactions with yeah
1: and that so i'm glad uh, i'm glad you brought that up because because that's really uh like we talked before none of what we're going to talk about is scientific i'm not uh you want scientific go to the trad lab um those guys do it cody yeah, those guys do yeah. a ton of a good stuff on, and he's doing shooting machines and pretty serious tests. I what I'm talking about it in is really un. Um, you can't really prove it to without a doubt. Uh, yeah, it's, can, it's just your personal experience. Personal experience, and you know, every every experience with an animal is different, and that's. I'm glad you brought that up because. Um, you know, I had a situation not too long ago uh, where I blamed my equipment for a situation that, hindsight, I really, I, I thought, of, after giving it some real thought, um, the it, I'll just tell the story. Um, it was a
0: yeah, let's do it.
1: It was a I was in Texas hunting with Aaron, and um, we. Uh, I had a a white-tailed deer. He come in his middle of the rut, and uh, there was two other bucks with him, and um, I had talked to uh, my guide had been up glass and up on the hill, and he he saw this buck, and he saw that it had been with a doe and left the doe and just was kind of running this creek bottom with these bucks, and um, they weren't necessarily fighting, but when they come by me, they were, he was on edge. You could tell, I mean, it didn't look like, yeah. I, uh, to be honest with you, I, I actually thought they could smell me. Um, and yeah. I thought they were going to. Twitchy. Yeah, just like, kind of twitchy. And so I knew they were on edge. Like in their well. nose a lot. Yeah, I was, I was aware of that. Um, but he, well, and actually he was, I didn't realize that there was a scrape. Uh, were about 28 yards away from me. Uh, I -hmm. thought he was turning and and leaving. So I didn't rush the shot, but I got a a quartering away shot. Um, It wasn't he had stopped, but he was moving towards this scrape. Um, He was just moving super slow. Anyway, I shot, felt like the shot was good, about 26-ish yards, something like that um arrow hit him it sounded pretty hard um and uh it looked good but he whirled real fast and i i couldn't just pinpoint you know it happened just whacking and and he whirled and was running but i saw way too much arrow sticking out of him and i was um real nervous uh long story short we come back the net we actually went that night couldn't find much for blood um, come back the next day and we ended up finding him. He was still alive, snuck up to 12 yards and shot him again. And when we got him mm. on the ground where the arrow was at was, was perfect. It was a shade forward It had hit the scapula, um, as far as height, it was maybe a shade high, but at the at that angle, it was a it was a and at, it was a good shot. But what happened? Sure. The more I think about it, is that animal. I don't think you know he probably loaded his shoulder back, and as that arrow hit him, he was probably going to go forward, and that and that going through that scapula as that's moving, yep. just you get a pinch. Yeah, it just record. completely slowed it down. I got one lung. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm not shooting a crazy heavy. I, I'm not, you know, crazy FOC or crazy heavy arrow. I'm a, uh, f- but decent. You know, I'm 585, 590 up front. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Or 590 <laughs> total. Definitely and, solid uh, for Whitetail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 250 ish up front is what I was shooting. So, Anyway, and I'll just – you know, I'm not afraid to to talk about this. Um, It was so – regardless, and this is what I mainly wanted to talk about. We get – in ourselves in situations where we blame our equipment. And and like I said, I mean, I could have – the arrow felt like it was good. Um, I just think he moved. But I blamed the broadhead uh, because – Yep. It was what I was shooting at the time, um, was, uh, a, a day six Evo X, which I don't know how mm-hmm. familiar you guys are with them, but they're yep. it's
0: a slightly wider
1: one. It's the yep inch and a quarter wide, uh, 150 grain, uh, like about an inch, inch long. I think they're all though. They're inch and a quarter. So they're as wide as they are long. Yep. And gotcha. in my, in my, cra- in my mind, and I'm, and I'll be honest with you, I think, that head obviously is not as much of a penetrator as like uh, a, a, a less wide Valkyrie or
0: yeah, a two blade, Top head or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and
1: and well, with it's a little just a
2: mechanical bit, advantage, the the angle, little more length,
1: blade. but but that I blamed way too much on that head. <laughs> uh, sure. I'll be honest there, but um, in that situation. Um, I I honestly wish I would have been shooting even the, the Evo or just the regular Evo, the smaller one. Um, or maybe even, um, I've been testing out these XLs. They're a little longer and, and they're about as wide. I don't know if that extra inch, um, makes a huge difference, you know, as far as what I've been seeing, um, at the end of the day, I think it just was situational and that animal
0: moved. Sure. And sure. he was
1: already worked up because of the other bucks. He might not even heard the arrow coming to be honest with you. He might've just thought one of them other bucks was moving on him, you know, and he tensed up, he was already tense because of those bucks and he was going to go work a scrape. He was, you know, so, so yeah. that's the worst part. And, and I, I kind of feel bad about that. And, and, Brian's a good good dude and and I'm not paid by anybody or I mean most of these heads I bought I paid for most of these heads later I mean I do get some discounts here and there um it's not what you know it's who you know Aaron helps me out here and there gives me some stuff but
3: yeah yeah (laughs) and in turn you helped me
1: (laughs) that's true you did and I regretted that I it every minute of that.
0: that well, I, <laughs> and and Garrett is very glad that you do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to say I want to say two like really quick things bef- before we move on. And one, fir- first, th- thank you for sharing a story that is like less than optimal, right? That's you know we always uh, you always see the grip and grins. You very rarely hear of you know the the shots that didn't go as planned. Uh, and, and so I think, I think as hunters, we need to do a better job of being honest with ourselves and honest with other people that, you know, it doesn't, you know, no, nothing's guaranteed. That's why it's hunting. Uh, uh even if you've got, uh, got the best setup, which even, and that leads into like the second point I wanted to make is. In, in a situation like that, I don't think it would have mattered what you were shooting. If an, animal, if an animal is moving ex- like really hard like that, and particularly if you shoot them in a shoulder area, I'm not saying, like, oh, shoot them in the shoulder. It's, it's not the shoulder. The shoulder muscle contracting and moving and the scapula moving. It, 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 you could be shooting a 1,200 grain freight train coming through that thing. And if you get an extreme lateral movement that's pushing that arrow to the side as it enters, it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, So, even, and and I think that's probably what you realize is
2: drastically reduced. Well, yeah, I mean, the the amount of resistance that's spiking there, especially if you do catch scapula. So now that that shaft is fixed in the scapula and is trying to move within the muscle. You're creating two what what are essentially shear points. The shaft yep. isn't shearing, but yep. you're creating all that tension there, and yep. it's going to slow things down. It's going to reduce penetration, so for sure.
1: And that's that's the that's the main takeaway from that from that situation. Is is everything's so situational? I shot two other does. Literally in the exact same spot. It actually, the guide was like, you love that spot, don't you? And I, it's not like I was, you know, I just looked behind the shoulder and my arrow goes, you know, somewhere pretty close to there. You shoot um, instinctive or do you use an aim? I'm method? instinct. Yeah, I'm fully instinctive, okay. especially at close. Um, yeah. And I shot two other does. I mean, literally in the same spot, uh, blew through both scapulas and come out the other side. Same arrow. Uh, of course a doe's a little smaller um and yeah at the end of the day um every animal i mean i've had some crazy stuff i had a doe uh this year i shot and i i i wish i had it on video because it was a, a legitimate pinwheel right behind the shoulder uh it was perfect i don't know um and she went oh probably 250 yards to where i had to stop looking for her unfortunately the the neighboring landowner is uh not exactly okay with <laughs> he, anyway he uh, it, it's unfortunate that i had to let that yeah. one go i mean yeah, i, I yeah, hate yeah. even talking about it but um, it, it is, it is remarkable because I shot that, that doe and there was so much blood. Um, and, and I don't mean like a, a short, like a, a meat hit blood, like where it's just spraying everywhere. It was right lots of drops. I mean, and it was in snow, so it's super easy to follow. Um, sure. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's, I, I, unfortunately I know she's probably dead, but it's amazing how tough an animal like that can be. Um, and oh, it, yeah. you know, and, and then I shot another doe, uh, just recently and I would say same spot. I hit her pretty similar in the same spot and I don't know, she probably went 15 yards and fell over. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting when, when you shoot enough animals, you get some, some crazy stories and I've heard some interesting ones and half of them sometimes you don't even want to believe, but yeah, every situation is, is different. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: and that's, I think the big thing is like you just explained, your, your initial reaction was equipment, right? And that's, that's human.
1: It's human. The, exactly. The, the, That's the, right. The,
2: that initial reaction is like something failed. Yep. Like it wasn't me. Something failed. Yep. But as hunters, if we want to progress, if we want to improve, we need to to take that step back like you did and evaluate it and go, okay, what actually happened? What What can I actually take from this? And go, okay, you know, like in this situation, that the way the animal reacted was most likely the cause of the result you saw for penetration. You know, nothing in the system changed. It was a a well-placed shot for the most part. And something caused it to not penetrate as well. You know, right. so right. it's that breaking it down and looking for the root causes, and so yeah. many people don't do that, and just take the the high level, like, oh well, you know, I changed this, and you know it, that has to be it. Like, right? Yep. I mean, it's
1: it's definitely easier to blame the equipment, and I. I'm, there is chance you know, there are times where equipment will fail oh, for yeah, humans. For sure. You can make the best broadhead on the planet and have, you're going to have some that maybe didn't get the right heat or, or, you know, yep. It, yep. It, it, there's a, there's always going to be those few instances where um, it, it could, it is going to be the equipment. And yeah, yeah. after I, after I, calmed down and decided to look at it objectively just hit and see I, that's the that's the whole thing I still don't know for sure because uh that animal I'm I'm making these uh I'm inferring this stuff from the fact of his at his his posture his attitude at the at the moment I yeah I feel like that because he was on edge about those other bucks and he was about to work a scrape and he was worked up. I feel like more than likely that was the case. Um, You know, at 26 yards, even if I'd had a bad release, that arrow would be flying. Uh, you know, my stuff's pretty well tuned. Um, I shoot, I can shoot if I get a good release. Um, My uh, bare shafts through paper, um, I shoot off a shelf. So I feel, and there wasn't much win. So, you know, I, I looked at that, right. you know, in my head. Yep. I'm like, all right, did I make a bad release? Well, I, I don't know that for a fact either because I'm not uh, uh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's in the moment. Shot. That's so
0: fast. Yeah. But well, I mean, even then, typically when you make her, I mean, this is my uh, extremely short track career talking, but when you make a bad release, like you can instantly see in the aero flight, like, oh, yeah, watch well, that one. You,
1: you definitely can, but with a four fletch on the back, I'll be honest, at 26 yards, it ain't, it don't matter. Um, unless right, you're, sure. unless your setup's yep. not tuned, it, it, you know, yeah, 10 yards and under, definitely, yeah, that sure. your release is more important. 26 that arrow is going to be flying pretty straight unless it's yeah, catching it straightened some wind. out by then. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just from all the shooting I've done, I, I feel that in pretty confident.
0: No, I, I totally agree. I was actually talking to Cody from travel about that the other day, how, you know, inside, I mean, these track guys that are shooting, you know, inside of 10 yards and, and, you know, they're like, Oh, I didn't get any penetration. Well, your arrow wasn't straightened out by the time I got there, which like is, you know, it's not like a, A super big deal. Uh, Well, and and
1: that's exactly. And and then, you know, after talking with Aaron um, and, you know, him and I, the main thing on penetration in my eyes is 100% arrow flight. If arrow's flying straight, that's going to uh, over...
2: It's your biggest efficiency factor,
1: exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't matter what your arrow is at weight and what it's got on the front. If it's not flying straight, it's not yeah. going to penetrate as good yeah. as yeah. a four hundred
0: uh, grains hitting straight on is going to do a lot better than six hundred grains hitting exactly. completely sideways. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And,
2: that's, and that's. I mean, if you look at an arrow system as just a you know directional force, it it doesn't. You can have twice as much force, but if it's being applied at an angular position, you're losing a vast percentage of it. Exactly. So that's where, I mean, in like we tie a lot to like Ashby's 12 factors, it's got to hold together and it has to fly clean. Yep. That's number one, and number two. one and two. Everything yeah. else is extra. Yeah. And those two things, if it doesn't break, you're retaining everything that you have. If it's flying cleanly, you're utilizing what you have as efficiently as you can. And there's a reason that those are the top factors. It It's such a big, as far as force application, if you're impacting at even a couple of degrees off you're throwing so much force out the window and now you're causing all this extra flex and all this extra resistance and it all stacks up against you like it has to be flying clean
0: for For sure sure. yeah so that was the story you told that was with the uh the day six evo x which by the way is an incredible broad head uh yeah. and i know i know you said that but you know it's uh, if uh if i were to be using a double bevel like uh the, nice the evo the evo x evo xl is probably in my top three or four uh, like yeah. like easily it's Why a no. it's a it's a really really nice head s 30 v
1: what i'm gonna do uh if you guys what i've got so i'll come back to that even though i told that story i'll
0: come back to those yeah 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 work Um, through this however you want you want to do a chronological or well
1: kind of that's that's because what i've done is um last year i used a a certain style of head and then i i i have uh evolved over the last two years to what i'm using now which is basically the evo and the uh, uh valkyrie so i'll kind of i'll kind of start um and this is crazy because one of my favorite heads and with what sounds like uh, you guys are using um is the uh the cutthroat the mm-hmm. okay. single bevel that sounds like great. That's what you're using, head. Matt. Single bevel, not maybe not. Uh, yeah, one.
0: I, I'm using, I'm using a tough heads right now, yeah, uh, which yeah. you know are just a, 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 well, even the meat heads, a 41L40, uh, yeah. which is a, it's the literally the exact same steel as, as the cutthroat, a little mm-hmm. bit different profile. Um, yeah. well, I know, uh, but, I know
1: exactly. The he, he was going to send me some of those, but at the time when he was going to send them to me, he only had them in like 200. 50 grains or 300 grains my system wouldn't <laughs> i couldn't use them um, i'd have yeah, to tune yeah. a whole arrow to it and you know i'm just kind of lazy i like to, so i haven't used those
0: but i've heard good things yeah uh, yeah. yeah uh but yeah so, cutthroats thro- cut are great heads incredible heads for the uh, money
1: well they're they're I would say they're probably my favorite, except for, for one thing, and I'll get to that. <laughs> um, I,
2: I'm willing to bet I know what that one thing is. I bet you, you do, and I'm sure everybody knows. <laughs> um,
1: but in, in, as far as durability goes uh, and sharpness and just... Um, I I would say one thing I dislike about 90% of the heads I got right here is um, rust. Yeah,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm... I'm going to always say that I'm lazy. Uh, I'm not lazy. I've plenty done plenty of 16-hour days working, sweating. I'm not lazy, but I But you don't my... want to waste time where you don't need to. Exactly, exactly. So I'm not, you know, one of these guys that sits at night and sharpens heads, and um, I barely know how to use a sharpener. I'm, I'm a replacement <laughs> blade knife guy. I mean, holy cow. It It's... Um... But... Regardless, um, you know that cutthroat. I shot my buffalo with that. I shot a, uh, my buffalo with that. I shot uh, mountain goat with that. Um, and basically, I shot almost everything with either a cutthroat or a. Uh, I use this other single, uh, single bevel. It's a uh, a helix. You guys ever heard yep. of that one? Yep. Yeah, a one Stricleon helix. Yeah, yeah, awesome heads. Uh, they fly awesome, but they they leave less blood than the yeah. than the cutthroat. I'll be honest with you. you know the, I mean? the the grind
2: oh. angle on those reduces the effective sharpness. That's the biggest. Yeah, thing.
1: yeah, I could see that. They're they're tough. Uh, they're tough I, heads because was of the so- grind
2: angle, but it
1: it affects it. I was oh, and I can't imagine they'd be they'd be hard as heck to, to sharpen. Uh, yes, oh, they I,
0: are. I, I, <laughs> I sharpening
1: those. I honestly, I had a package of them and uh, shot I don't know two or three animals with them, and I shot a javelina with them with my compound. And I, I I'm not kidding you. We just found the the javelina because we stumbled on it. I mean, I thought I knew I would hit it because obviously the blood was or the arrow was covered in blood, but Um, yeah, the blood trail was pretty bad. I didn't shoot much after that with it. Um, but regardless, if, to be honest with you, I would never have left the, the cutthroat had I not had a few, uh, pretty meager blood trails. And, and that's the thing, even if you talk to the guys at RMS, you know, they know, I mean, it's just obvious. It's just one single cut, um. You know, it's an inch wide or inch and a sixteenth, whatever it is. Yep. Um, and about an inch. It, it um, you know, I, I know they're maybe coming out with a wider one I've seen. I don't know. I know Aaron talked about it on his last podcast, so I guess yeah, I, can, I haven't used half, it. I believe. Yeah, yeah, I haven't used it. Um, but uh, I can imagine that head won't. Here's my thought process there still even though it's wider you still don't have anything but a slice so you've made that slice wider so it's obviously going to bleed more but that because it's a slice there's more to you know animals especially like bears have a lot of fat and that that hole closes up pretty pretty easily even on deer i mean uh, some of these deer out here in in nebraska you know alfalfa and corn and you know they get a decent layer of fat this time of year so when you've just got a, a single slice in an animal um you're gonna lose uh blood yeah, you're yeah, not gonna lose your
0: your your blood bloodletting capability compared to a multi-blade is is less in the in the cutting well, factor as
2: far as blood on the ground right that's, right and that's the the tough part is I mean, the majority of your your two blades, especially especially your single bevels, their entire purpose in life is penetration, regardless of what's encountered. And, And the thought process behind that is the the further that you penetrate, the more distance that you cut, the faster that animal will be on the ground. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there'll be a ton of blood on the ground. Exactly. So your
1: shot and, placement, and if they die, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say your, your shot placement is definitely important. Yeah. And making sure that the, the system exit, is set up to, to on to single bevels, give it the, uh, you know, um, the penetration path that, uh, you, you want um but it's a give and take because yeah
1: every yeah and unfortunately every single one of these designs that i have sitting in front of me there's a give and take yeah. to every one of them yeah yeah absolutely um, the cutthroat you know and it, honestly if i went back to bear or uh go after another bison That's what I would tip my arrow with uh, because for one thing, we were hunting out in the prairie, basically. So you're not going to lose, not like you're blood (laughs) trailing that animal. You're watching that Um,
2: thing run a few hundred yards if it does go that far.
1: Exactly. But going after some bears, um, yeah, it's probably not going to be in my quiver. Um, I actually had a bear. That's the reason I I went to the next head um, is because I shot a bear with this, just pinwheeled it heard crashing and then absolutely nothing. Didn't actually hear a death moan on that one. Uh, but I just knew it was done and we actually had to grid to find the animal because there, it, there was absolutely no blood. Yeah. Um, but, and it was only, it was laying, I think 50 yards away. I mean, I knew kind of obviously where it had gone. So we, we started, it wasn't like we had to grid a huge area. We, you know, um, but, yeah, I mean with the single single blade, um and I've got uh a um oh, this is kinda not off subject, but uh moving from that I I have shot a couple animals with this Simmons shark. Yep. Or Simmons tree shark. Yeah, tree shark. Um, which yeah. is yeah, it's it's not a single bevel, but um I'm sure everybody knows what a Simmons shark is, or oh, yeah. if they don't they can look it up. Um it's got the flare out at the back and this mm-hmm. one's not like, well, let's see. This one's, I say it's not crazy wide, but it's like, it's probably an, an inch and in. a half. It's over, it's inch and almost three quarter. Yeah. Well, inch and five eighths I was going to say, they're, so, they're,
2: they're larger.
1: Yeah. It's, it's fairly good size. Um, and I shot a couple animals with it, shot a bear. Uh, sh- I shoot a lot of turkeys. I've shot a lot of turkeys with it, um. I, mainly for me is if I hit any bone with this thing, it's not going to get much for penetration. Yeah. Um, sure. In my mind, um, you know, it depends on how heavy a bone you're hitting. But, uh, so it's a great head for certain situations. I haven't really. Uh, but again, like I said, it's, um, you know, you're making that one slice. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. That, I don't uh, know that. that- Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Neil. That bear, did you did you say you shot that bear with a cutthroat, or did you say you shot it with something else? Okay, gotcha
1: that, gotcha. that one, and that's what pushed me um, to look for something else. And um, so at the end of last year, I jumped into, let's see, that's, well, the end, the beginning of this year, I guess, is where it kind of started. I shot that javelina with um, this... Uh, that helix uh, that helix yeah and i had shot a deer with the helix as well and just uh, neither one of them bled that was well, honestly so. the first
2: single bevel
1: that i ever used was that helix really and uh well i didn't think they would fly that great just the design i mean i, I was kind of nervous about it uh but they i mean 50 yards yeah even with a compound no. it was interesting how good so they're they're a good head. I ain't, I won't. Yeah, that's uh, I mean bad mouth. The, the one, one
2: uh, the one animal that I shot with a helix went five yards. That was yeah. a that was a white tail well, that... like five years ago, six years ago. But that's uh,
1: that's when that's the kind you want. No blood
2: trail. <laughs> yeah, <need>. that's right. <laughs> and that's where it it's tough for me because I fully understand the blood trail argument. I, I really do because, and, and that's, I've had a couple of situations where deer have reacted poorly and, and I, I really did wish for a better blood trail. Sure. Um, But the majority of my experience with two blades have been animals falling in sight. And that's in, in the woods that I hunt, that means within 30 to 40 yards sure so well and see it's it, one where like and that's i get it but at the same time i'm going well if i can see them fall i like then i can pick up what you know if i need to track a little bit extra then i can but it it should be right over there
1: right and see that's i guess i agree with you to a point uh and it depends a lot on where you're hunting it sounds like yeah, you're hunting the, in pretty thick country and And,
0: uh, so yeah, if you're a a terrain base, it would be very important. Like if you're Garrett and you were hunting, you know, uh, Western Oregon instead of Eastern Oregon, where it's basically a rainforest, right? you know, then you bloodletting and getting blood on the ground might be a bit more important to you than what it would normally be, you know, on the prairies of Nebraska, uh, definitely blood in that situation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess, um, I always, I guess in my theory, um, you shoot enough animals, you're going to end up needing a blood trail pretty on a, a, on a decent support, uh, decent percentage of them. So, um, hundred percent. And I honestly, uh, I agree with you. Um, I was just talking to, uh, Rob, uh, with Bob Lee bows. And he was talking about, because he's, uh, I don't know, one of his clients sent him a bunch of cutthroats. and He was just loving them on uh, pigs. Yep. And then, which on a pig, you know, actually, well, and honestly, I, I know it's probably bad to say, but I don't know if he cares if, you know, I mean, obviously he wants to find them, but pigs
0: yeah, in that country. Nah, they're, yeah, they're pigs. Yeah. You know, I, they're pigs. So. <laughs> I, we get it. Don't it's, worry. It,
1: I'm not going to speak for him. I, he, I know he eats uh his pigs and whatnot but but he asked me about broadheads he goes i think i want something that bleeds a little better for deer just because i don't want that you know once in a lifetime buck to get away from it sure Uh, because i can't figure out where he went wild pigs are
2: hard to judge with though because you got typically you got a whole bunch of packed up mud on the outside thick coarse hair you got a, a thick layer of cartilage and fat.
1: Pigs are. So, I mean, pigs they, are not one you want to judge any blood trail off. Of. Yeah,
2: I mean, they <laughs> Honestly, can. Pigs are. They can are, bleed well, but oh, it yeah. is so dependent because there are so many factors against a good blood trail with with a wild pig. Yeah. Well,
1: and they all live in the nastiest. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, just oh, all yeah. covered. And I've only had a little bit of experience. I've shot. Uh, I don't know, five or six pigs and, uh, three different States. And each one was a little different. Yep. Um, but yeah. And as far as pigs, but I guess regardless of that, um, that, so, so the, anyway, we kind of jumped, we kind (laughs) of saw a squirrel there. Um, so we jumped from that. Uh, I jumped to a three blade. Um, and I was messing around actually with um, VPAs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was running the penetrators think, uh, or whatever they're called. I think they're yeah. Um, just their not their not their wide one. Just their. I think it's like an
0: inch and a sixteen. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, inch. This one looks like it's right at an inch. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, I. I you know, I had pretty good luck with them. Um, they're super tough. Uh, again, they they rust. I wouldn't say mo- honestly. Like I said, most of these heads will rust. Yeah, uh, the day yeah. six unless unless they're unless the they're stainless
0: one. unless they're stainless or they come coated yeah. from the manufacturer and that coating will wear off after you shoot it a couple times into a target. Uh, yeah. uh, it they they will rust. So yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's, it's more of a maintenance thing, and, and obviously you can take care of it with a little. You know, I know guys that use Sharpie or yeah. or just yeah. you know, um, like Valkyrie sells that Jag wax. Um, I've used that, um, but uh, it is a factor to think about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, anywhere that's wet. I and mean, I, I shoot the trad veins and everything else to keep from
2: it's uh, having the water. It's funny because. It, it really does depend on the environment. I know a lot of people that absolutely love cutthroats and have told me up and down that they do nothing and they don't rust. I'm like, how dry is the area that you live in? Because yeah, like, that's... I mean, I'm in Wisconsin, which is not like, I mean, we get rain, snow, you know, whatever, but we, we, we're right by the great lakes. So we have typically a lot of humidity regardless of the time of year. And so stuff rusts. And it's like, I can take a non-stainless head, take it out of the pack and just let it sit on my workbench. And it'll be, I will see rust within a day. And it's like, Okay, so now I put that in my quiver, I go hunt, and it it rains one day, and I get back to camp, and then I go hunt the next day, and even if it's not raining, it's just dewy in the morning, it's just wet, and you know, walking through stuff, like, that rust is affecting my sharpness, which is going to affect my blood trail, which is going to affect how fast the animal goes down, and
1: yeah it, rust is a that's a it's a tough one and it need i i think it needs you know obviously it needs to be managed yeah well and that's um,
2: you can definitely manage it i mean whether it's yeah, through oiling or you know whatever there are definitely ways of handling it um but like we kind of said before it, it it's extra steps it's extra time so if you're someone that uh isn't wanting to have to think about that then you probably want to look stainless
1: right yeah some type yeah
0: uh what's that i said or some yeah some some type of stainless yeah
1: right so so what was your what was
0: your experience with those with those three blades those vpas
1: um, I had pretty good luck with them. Uh, I didn't shoot a ton of animals with it, uh, mostly just turkeys and and a few. Actually, it was just turkeys uh, because shortly after that, um, Aaron hooked me up with those uh, Valkyries that Garrett now has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you will pry from um, his cold,
0: dead hands. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was a weak moment. I one of those <laughs> moments I regretted getting rid of those. Um, well, I killed enough, so
3: I so, uh, thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> well, uh, and and I, I'm gonna lump the two together because they share a lot of the si- similar. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. Well,
1: the, durability-wise, the, honestly, the the VPA's are a great option if you can't spend the money on the Valkyries, um, and you want to shoot three blades. I think yep. if a guy. Once, you know, or, you know, if you're a three blade guy and you want, you know, a couple of Valkyries in your quiver and, you know, put the
0: VPAs. Yeah. Shoot shoot at at a coyote or something. So you don't feel guilty about slinging a $40 broadhead at a, at a something that you don't really care about that much.
1: Yep. Not, not a bad idea. Um, and I saw Aaron shoot quite a few animals, uh, with the VPA and, and, uh, one deer with the wide VPA and got good penetration. um, Got a pretty decent blood trail. Of course we didn't have to blood trail it, but um, I always try to look for the blood a little bit just to see what, what happened. Yeah, absolutely. um, uh, I, I like a three blade. um, And so, and you know, I'll spend a little time on that, on that Valkyrie because uh, VPA is, is, it is awesome, you know. Like I said, the VPA speaks for itself. It's a little cheaper. Um, it's actually, uh, yeah, a great head. But so on these on these Valkyries, um, they come out <clears throat> of the package pretty screaming sharp. Yes, they do. They're terrifyingly um, sharp. <laughs> they, they spin good. Um, obviously, I've had i've had pretty darn good luck with them penetrating i shot uh oh i don't even know three or four hogs with them in texas one directly through both legs basically Mm -hmm. i shot him low and it but i actually have a video i posted uh of it sticking out the other side um and then i shot a big heavy heavy boned odd um, with them got good penetration um so i had pretty good success with them um on that odd dad it was a good shot um high lung and uh got really good blood trail um he only went probably 50 60 yards but uh so i, I was pretty impressed with them all around i would say there are two, dis- three, there's three disadvantages to them. And that is, and, and the first one I'm going to talk about is there is, it's a disadvantage and an advantage. So the, the Jagger or Jagger, or
0: Jagger, I don't know. However you say yeah, it. Jagger, I, I don't even know. Um, I don't know if Brent knows, to be with honest. The,
1: <laughs> <laughs> with the center post is super durable. Yeah. Um, super consistent and i will be honest as far as putting the the sleeves on the on my day six arrows it's super easy to do yeah you know it's just there is no uh you know you clean a little bit you cut it you square it you glue it on it's super tight tolerance you slide this thing in screw it in and it stays the threads um you know i mean you know most of these heads uh Anyway, these heads, once you lock them down, there is no you don't need any lock tight. Yeah, they I aren't mean, going the, anywhere. Yeah, they, they stick. Um, so that's it's an advantage, but I also see that center post as a disadvantage because it's the only head you can yeah. put in that arrow.
0: Yeah, um, and for the for those that don't know, I'll, I'll catch everyone up like real quick. Uh, the center pin system that Jake is talking about, and the center pin system that Garrett currently uses. Is des- was designed by Brent over at Valkyrie for microdiameter shafts, yep. uh, and it, it essentially uses like it. It kind of like fuses the insert into the uh, broadhead. Uh, um, and, well, I mean, and it's, it's like a, a it's a long post. system
2: that isn't permanent.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, so you have a sleeve on the front of the arrow that range from, I think 25 to like a hundred grains. Now he's got some pretty, some pretty wild options now, I think. Uh, but, uh, and it's a, it's a long, uh, so the broadhead itself, if you include the center post is probably four inches long. Like it's, it's, uh, three or four inches long. It's pretty, well, you've probably got one in front of you there. I thought I heard a tape measure Yeah, and
1: see <laughs> that. Yeah. The, uh, well this one's three and a half inches and see I shoot the shorties, yep. so I'm yeah I go guys. against what Brent I, I go against what Brent says and
3: you know yeah, well, I, obviously the tough longer ones, ones you probably what's that? I said those the short ones are so much tougher though yeah, in my yeah, opinion. Exactly. I, exactly.
1: And that and that's kind of and honestly I go with them because um, I'm an instinctive guy and I just don't want a, a mile of arrow sticking out there. I just like that short yes. compact yep um and they're not short i mean honestly these are i mean you know by a relative yeah you know, they're an inch
0: and three quarters long yeah. the head yeah, itself yeah. Yeah. so yeah they're not they're not um, they're not tiny by any means sure. but yeah i just want to clear up for for those who may not know what the center pin system yeah. was and it's I mean, kind of their their proprietary system we've talked about that before but as far as micro goes
2: that's the system that's it yeah i mean if yeah. you want if you're someone that has to run a micro shaft, like for whatever reason, you just really like micro, then look at the Valkyrie system.
0: Yeah. That center agree.
2: pin is the the best way to improve the durability of a micro shaft, period. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it,
1: I, I agree with you to a point, point. I'll be honest, as I think... You, I think there's three of them in my mind. There's, uh, to be honest, I think the this system. I think I could shoot a, the Day Six centric system and the uh, Ethics system against this, and I I think the durability would be pretty similar. It'd be close. It's definitely going to be
2: close. I think. I guess I've compared. What,
1: what? Why do you think that? Go, go ahead. Because I've shot yeah. all three of them. I was going to so. say
2: I've compared the ethics with uh, the Valkyrie. I have not played. I guess I don't carry any micros at this point, so I haven't really been
1: playing with them the last sure. two years. The, the centric system's pretty similar to that, the yeah, ethics yeah. system. That's what uh, I thought. The only difference is it actually
0: threads. Uh, it has a center
1: pin. Yep. With uh, a thread, and then the outsert actually glues and yes. threads onto the center pin. It it's pretty hard yeah. to beat. So, for I, mean, I I really did like the ethics system, but the uh, um, I, I I would say the centric outweighs it just a little it. bit because of the fact that the it threads onto yeah. that center post and doesn't just yeah. glue over the top.
2: And that's where I'd
3: threading on a lot easier to get it to um be square yes
0: yeah. well it doesn't yeah. allow it to not but, be square right. i would think right because it has right. To, i mean if it, if it it wasn't square then it would bind that. up while you're trying to thread it on yeah
1: well the the other nice thing about the centric system is it's built for the day six yes. arrow so it's tolerant and i'm not and, and see the ethics they those guys they have a ton of of, uh, they have way more stuff than when I was using it. Cause I was using it, uh, last year, um, before I started using day six arrows and I'd still be using it to be honest. If, um, you know, obviously Brian came out with these, um, that centric system and, and it's, it's so similar and that maybe just barely beats it out and it comes with the error. Yeah. So, um, yeah so i i agree with you the the valkyrie for but i would say i think i could shoot all three of them together and i don't know uh where you would draw the line as far as durability you know if you're all shooting the exact same arrow
2: for me and that's i i love ethics that's that's pretty much all that i recommend for standard for small diameter shafts um i mean that's Primarily what I run on, on my own stuff if, it, if I'm not using a Grizzly Stick system. Um, for micro, looking at the amount of component ahead of the carbon combined with the amount of post that, you know, it creates an overlap with the sleeve And so you're you're looking at that support structure. The amount of material in front of that carbon plus then whatever broadhead, if you're putting the same length broadhead on the front of it, is creating a, a, a lever that is acting against the sleeved part of the carbon and the post. So from a... Theoretical thing. Yeah, and I, I agree with what you're the, saying. The center pin right. is better stabilized because that center post is integral to the head. So you're eliminating a joint and creating a little, a little I'm not saying a huge difference, but you're creating a little better stability
1: in that transition and yeah and and in that in what you're talking about it's so far out there as far as uh what we use yeah, it for. and that's where you are you, right I'm but if, if you're looking at if you're looking at shooting <laughs> yeah i know you're you're right as far as like i said this none of this yeah. is scientific and that's what I'm, I'm going off of but those three systems are all great are as far all great. as durability on animals rocks uh, anything like that. I would say, um, if you get real scientific, then I, I see what you're saying. Cause there, there's more, uh, outside of, you know, with the, that's one thing I do like about the Valkyrie. The, the sleeve slides over and there is no, uh, a ton of sleeves sticking. Yeah, you're reducing that leverage, which itself. reduces the amount of force on the shaft. And, and that's, right. I get
2: what you're with, saying with, 100%. They're all three of them are great options if you're going to run a micro. Well, and with I'm, I'm
1: right. an engineer, with this,
2: so with that like centric, my head just kind of sure that that's where my head goes.
1: Yeah, and I'm. <laughs> And see, yeah, and see, that's the you're an engineer, and I'm an electrician. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I hate most of the engineers. <laughs> hey, hey. So <laughs> I started in the field. Um, I, I kind of, started, started in the field putting engineer. all this
2: stuff together, and then I started designing it. So, well,
1: that's <laughs> well, then you're rare because most of the engineers I know couldn't couldn't install a plugin, but <laughs> I'll probably get some hate over that.
2: There'll probably be somebody... You know, that I'll, I'll agree easy. with I, I know. I know you'll agree to to with you. The the
1: show. That's funny. I, oh, God. When I was still but, engineering... But you, you know what I'm saying. Most of these guys... it. It looks great well, on paper, but they've never yeah, done it yeah. themselves. So but it should e- either just way,
0: work. I would take any of any three of these systems yeah. over your basic outsert from you know oh, Victory yeah. or Black Eagle or 100%, whoever. Like 100%. I, th- I think that's really where we're yeah, all in agreement is that well, these I mean, three are, the, are are the top dogs yeah, for sure. Yeah. like
1: right, and and that's the end all be all of the whole thing is if you're a Valkyrie guy and you can spend. That's the next one cost. Yeah. These things yes. are ridiculously expensive and Garrett got a hell of a deal. Yes, he um, did. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. That's okay. I, <laughs> I, uh, I got a good deal on them as well and I'm glad you're using, them. but so they're super expensive and I'm a guy that likes to have a ridiculous amount of heads, uh, because I'm not a guy that sharpens heads, sure. uh, constantly. I, I shoot stuff and lay the, you know, I got a pile of stuff that needs sharpened. So, um, if you go out there and you can buy a bunch of these heads and when you go on a hunt out of state and I do a lot of fly into different places and this and that, I would hate to get somewhere and just for some crazy reason, um, TSA, yeah. uh, decided they were anti hunters and they took all my broadheads away.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What am
1: I going to do at that point? Yeah. Um, yep. I'm in Alaska. Uh, I'd be honest, Brent's an amazing dude. He probably overnighted him to me. Yeah, um, but I'm sure he would, it, it, it's a, uh, it's a situation that, um, you got to look at and see, uh, because once you go Valkyrie, there is no other option. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I will so say that, to know, and something I recently learned is, uh, if you're using the center pin system heads, those are actually S seven steel. I don't think Brent has that listed on his website, but I know I saw I saw. Yeah, well, S7 is an incredible tool steel. It's 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 extremely durable, uh, which is why these I mean, you can get away with an extremely long and, and penetration proficient profile and say that three times fast and <laughs> uh um and still have minimal issues with the head because that S7 is just so yeah. damn durable it's also uh, why but, they're yeah. kind there of is- a pain to sharpen yes they they, they, they well right. man well you put them on that wheel and it's not that hard yeah dude. and that's I really guess i isn't. don't
2: i don't use a wheel i use stones yeah yeah, yeah so yeah stones would be basically impossible with those things <laughs> wheels you need to know what you're doing because if you don't you'll overheat it you'll ruin the temper and then you'll cause all kinds of problems Yeah. so yeah. if you if you are, you are using are. a wheel have
3: water nearby and keep it cold yeah, <laughs> I, i'm pretty dumb when it comes to sharpening heads and i don't think i've messed any of mine up yet that's good the wheel there, is- Far easier than just using like a rod like i'll use a rod just like a little lansky rod to touch them up if i need to but that's obviously like a rough sharp not a yeah yeah not what it comes with but yeah that wheel thing is super easy either that or the like you can use a, a bench belt sander too yeah. mm-hmm. which is crazy easy but it just keeps that the angle, like people, a lot of, I've heard people say that Valkyries aren't sharp when they show up. I'm like, well, have you tried to push it through something? Cause if you just feel it, like the angle is, oh, yeah, it's like a sick well, angle. It doesn't. Right. Feel like Do you guys anything. remember so, well, the, sharp. uh, like, push
2: it through the, it won't get tough. broadhead test that I did like three, four years ago. Uh, the pressure yeah, test
0: where you, yeah. Where you push it through the leather Yeah, and yeah. the, I think the Valkyrie took like a pound and a half to push half, through half a pound have yeah stupid it's so stupid because you posted that like right when i picked up my 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 jaggers yeah and i was like oh sweet jesus right? like this is gonna be incredible so
2: and that's the valkyrie and the silver flame 210 yeah. both were it was like 0.5 and like 0.6 pounds um compared to like some of the mechanicals that i tested were like 20 to 30 pounds so yeah. I mean th- they are sharp and that profile yeah. is efficient. So it's wicked. I mean yeah and
1: that's the profile that's the, the biggest thing. You know when you're looking at these heads, you can tell which one, ones will penetrate more. Oh, you yeah. can tell which ones are going to give a little better blood trail. I mean it's just common sense um, to a point. I mean if they're if they're, you know, if these Valkyries weren't sharp uh yeah, they're probably not going to do as well as you know, something super wide. Right. Um but um so what's, your, yeah, third, it what's is, your third con they're they're that? expensive for a reason, like you were saying, with yeah. their and I, I'm not gonna get into all of the technical stuff
0: because that's not my forte. I'm yeah. not yeah they are um, they are steep, I, but they are they're they're certainly quality for sure.
1: There's a reason for it. Yeah. And I you guys already kind of touched on the uh, the last not disadvantage, but it is a little bit of a disadvantage for me because I don't want to spend a bunch of time sanding, and I don't really want to have a workbench fully set up just for sharpening my broadheads, which sure. I, I probably will eventually because I do. I I will probably shoot Valkyries um, on occasion, regardless. I've kind of. Right. Um, built my stash back up since Garrett
0: stole those ones from me. <laughs> um, I feel, I feel a little <laughs> bit of bitterness. To, about, about Oh man. <laughs> I, uh, yeah,
1: I regretted that.
3: I, I, but
1: that's, like uh, I said, uh, it's, yeah.
3: that, I was freaking out when I saw you post them. I'm like, he's got to message me back. He's got to message yeah. me back. I have, to, I have to have all of them. I don't care that I had thing. a lot of people ask me about them, <laughs> and
1: after I sold them to you, so, Garrett texts uh, Garrett had me fun. because
0: of the time zone differential. Garrett like text me the night before because you know we both have access to the Instagram account, which is where I think we messaged you first. And he was like, if he texts you in the morning and and says, or if he messages the the Instagram account in the morning and says that uh, that he still has them tell him I want them and I don't care what, like, uh, like I'm not gonna like try and knock them down on cost. Like I want them. Like and, uh, yeah. so I think when the initial reply was actually me and then I was like texting Garrett at like five in the morning, his time, like, wake up, you need to buy some broadheads.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it worked out for you. I, uh,
1: and I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I tried some other stuff too, because, um, you know, and, and maybe that's where we segue into what? Yeah, yeah basically. So, what's next? Um, so n- now, I'm going to talk about the day six again, um, because basically those came out uh, last spring, I think. Yeah, or, yeah, I think so. Uh, late, early summer, something like that. So they they haven't been out that long. Um, so I've only been testing those um, this fall, and uh, but I've had quite a few experiences with them. I already told the one story, um, so, I had, basically had my setup with my Day6, um, with 100 grain outsert system, so I started out with the, the, just the straight Evo and the Evo X, um, which are basically the, uh, like we talked before, the Evo itself is just, uh, inch and an eighth wide or inch and a sixteenth I think um, right uh, and then the uh, X is the inch and a quarter wide and it's an inch and a quarter long yep uh, looks like the they're about honestly they're about the same uh, looks like the Evo is like an inch
0: I don't know it might be an inch wide by an inch long let um, website says inch and a 16th wide it says inch and a sixth but i think he meant 16th and uh inch and an eighth long
1: yeah so so they're 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 pretty close to the, almost square i mean not you know what i'm saying yes yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's as long as it is wide yep. um i shoot the evo straight out of my compound my wife shot some deer with it um I've had pretty good luck. It flies good. Um, I haven't shot a ton of animals with it, so I'm not going to talk a ton about it. It's obviously not going to leave a crazy blood trail. But the the deer, my wife, she just shot a a deer not too long ago. Um, we were um, had my had my daughter with us, so it was her first hunt. She's two and a half years old. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was cool. She got to watch mom shoot a a deer over she was just watching over their shoulder anyway that deer had pretty pretty decent blood trail she hit it good she's a good shot she's shooting a compound um i think sometimes blood trails are situational as well, uh, oh, well sure. obviously definitely. they are where you hit an animal um i bore the roomed one of them does in uh texas and it was through the scapula like i said and uh that deer didn't leave much blood at all, and I, I honestly, it's because that scapula kept covering the hole. Yeah, I mean, uh, in in my mind, I don't know, maybe it was something else, but in my mind, um, there was just not much blood, and uh, as she she only ran, and, and that's the other thing, animals don't start pumping blood, um, you know, for uh, you can your blood trail can start, you know, forty or fifty yards away. So right, that's honestly uh, where your everything still trail starts yep yep usually yep. Yeah. yeah usually i mean i've had i've had them dump you know from leg one, um, Oh yeah yeah but that's, you know, you're that's hard. it just depends on where that arrow is so sometimes it doesn't matter what you're shooting if you're shooting an axe um you're probably going to get more blood obviously but um blood trails are situational too so that's that's one thing to keep in mind when you're picking heads yep um, so anyway, um, the X, uh, app. So, okay. So after my meltdown, uh, and it wasn't a meltdown and, and I, I just mostly felt bad because uh, like I said, I buy, I, I've, I've been very lucky, um, with Aaron, Brian Broderick with day six, he's taken great care of me. I've bought Plenty of stuff from him. I've He's given me stuff. Yep. He's given me discounts. Yeah. Brian's a
0: great guy. I'm not going to lie. Donates stuff say, to the, to the podcast for our giveaway. And uh, they are, I'm pretty awesome. sure the guys, uh it was a guy's son that won it. And yeah. I'm pretty sure he's already put several animals on the ground uh, with those broadheads. He picked up some of the uh, X150s. Cool and uh yeah like six, Oh, nice and, dude this kid was like 16 and he was he was the, he was the first entry and he went like five for five and like that like nobody else did that it was the this kid was a freaking stud so yeah anyway brian's great dude perfect nice it was, uh,
1: yeah. yeah yeah so after i had that and i felt bad about uh i i it came off to brian Poorly, I guess, as far as what I was saying, you know, when me and Aaron did the podcast and I said in the podcast that I was not blaming the broadhead and I wasn't by that point. Um, I said I thought a a more narrow, longer broadhead would probably penetrate more, which is 100 percent in that situation. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't. But in any other situation, yes, a n- more narrow broadhead, longer broadhead, will penetrate a wider, shorter one. It's yep. just—I yep. mean, it's just whatever. Yep. Um, so after that, I—I I had no idea. I—I I knew he had these trad heads um, or this XL mm. head. I uh, like those heads, but they are sweet. I'm not going to lie to you. They are sweet. Um, so they, so after talking to Brian and he was super cool, you know, like I said, I mean, I, uh, am in no way sponsored by Brian. Um, and I just said, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to shoot some Valkyries and, and your head. I said, I just, uh, you know, it just depends on the situation. He goes, Hey, that's cool, man. No big deal. Um, and I said, I, anyway, so he said, why don't you try these – if you want a longer head, why don't you try these uh, – the trad head out? And I said, kind of, you know, played dumb because I I knew he had it, but I didn't – hadn't really done any research on it, which I should have. Right. So anyway, he sent me a couple out, and uh, um, I shot – I mean, I got them. I practiced with the one I had. I only because he sells them in two, which is also kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. he sells, and, and his, his reasoning is because trad guys are cheap and we are, um, <laughs> and, you know, and so you can buy them in twos if you want, which is an awesome deal. Right, I mean, right. they're the same price as any of the other broadheads. Um, so anyway, um, Practiced with the one; it flew great. Took the other one out, and I shot. I shot a doe. Let's see how did that work. I shot. Oh, that's right. I shot. So I shot a doe here, um, and then I shot a and got a complete pass through. Good shot. Good blood trail. That's the one I said only went like twenty yards and tipped mm-hmm. over. Um, picked up the head. It was in perfect shape. I mean, you know, and that's the one thing I was wanting to test is, is blade retention, you know, the retention on it um, as far as keeping an edge. And uh, of course it just buried in the snow, but it was still in pretty good shape. Um, So I just put it back in my, my quiver and went to South Dakota, like, I don't know, a week later, a few days later. And I ended up shooting a buck at 20 yards um, basically through the heart and, uh, clipped some ribs and, you know, nothing. No, that's what it was. I went right. I, uh, I actually thought I shot it through the, um, scapula, low scapula, uh, but it ended up being right through the meat, top of the heart and out the other, uh, leg. So I didn't, uh, when I looked at the leg, I thought, oh, I got, I got some, uh, uh, some bone here, but I, anyway, regardless I did not. It was just meat, um, but great penetration, buried in the snow. Um, awesome blood trail. He he only went, I don't know, 70, 80 yards and was piled right. up. And, and the, the blood around that deer was crazy. It was
0: spewing out of his nose, I hmm. think. Um, good, just more situations. A lot of more, more yeah, internal hemorrhaging going on there, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 He,
1: but so, Two, two animals with the same head, and I'm, actually, it's, I think, the one I'm looking at right now, it's got, uh, the main blade is, is, it needs touched up, but it's still shaving hair, um, the bleeder must have caught some, uh, a little bit of bone, it's got a couple little notches in it, um, it would probably need
0: to be replaced that is one cool thing thing about day six is they do sell the replacement blades at at a pretty decent price uh so exactly that's neat be
1: honest with you that's (laughs) probably that's uh that's a big selling point for me because like i said i don't like to sharpen stuff so to be able to pop that set screw out and pop a new blade in and if you're backpack hunting um i always just have a you know, four or five extra blades, super lightweight and a tiny Allen wrench with me in my, uh, in my, uh, repair yep. kit. And then it's like having an extra six broadheads with you.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Cause these ferals
1: are super, super tough. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, I haven't, uh, I've shot, oh, I think three or three, three deer with it, I think, or four. Mm-hmm. And then two, uh, two turkeys and, uh, not the exact same head. I used a different head on, on a couple of, but two deer for right back to back with the same head. Cause I didn't have any other ones. I ordered, I ordered more after I shot that second deer. Yeah. Um, I like this, but more. that, yeah, yeah. And, um, what you were saying about being able to replace the blades, that is super handy. Um, and cheap, cheaper, yeah, not cheap.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's cheap. Ah, I mean, I mean they're pretty. Cheap. Me. I mean, well, if they come out to eleven bucks for a replacement. That's pretty. That's pretty cheap. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's no, they don't. Bad. I'm sorry. They're they're fifty for three. I thought they were. Uh, it, it's, eh, it's kind of priced weird on their website. Yeah, they're. It's fifty bucks for sure. Three. Oh, okay. For yeah, the, if for you the think XL, about it, that's weird. Okay, so the ones for the XL are thirty three dollars. The X and the Evo are. 50.
1: Well, that's because there's only two of them.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. I yep, bet. yep. You're right. You're right.
1: I bet you that's why. Yeah. Because there's. Yeah. You're right. So if you think about it, if you think about, um, you know, a pack of three broadheads for fifty bucks,
0: that's a you know, for, I mean, that's yeah, a good a, for, price for, for, for a S30, high-end broadhead uh, F30V. That's good. Yeah. I- exactly. I mean. Um,
1: yeah. I don't know what these. Uh, um. What heads, run, you know, muzzies run these days, but I would guess thirty, like 30. or thirty-five bucks for, but yeah, I mean, or more, more. yeah, five to fifty now. A yeah. lot, you know, yeah, and that's a mass-manufactured yeah. head I mean, is uh, isn't head. as precise as these. No, not so, and and the S thirty V being not, uh, you know. I don't. I don't really know the rusting properties. You know all the scientific stuff, but they don't rust as far yep. as I know. s thirty I mean, stainless I, steel won't I, rust. I don't. I don't mess with it. Um, so that, there's another advantage to them. Um, I would say, compared to a Valkyrie and any, they're gonna. You know, it's not gonna be as durable. Uh, obviously, a Valkyrie is a solid uh, tool steel. Right. Um, I, I, these blades, I have not had any problems. Like I said, this one's chipped up a little bit. I have had no problems. Uh, I have hit my fence a few times in the backyard. <laughs> um, and, uh, had no, I have had no problems with durability. If you shoot them into, you know, if you hit a rock wall or something, yeah, you might have some issue um Mm. but as far as what's that if you hit a rock wall it's most any head is gonna have some
0: kind of issue (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah you're even valkyrie you're gonna curl the tail. it's not like that head that head's going to survive but you're not going to use
0: it again i'll never Um, fault a broadhead for breaking on a piece of steel or or rock on rock
1: exactly i so i have you know i haven't put them through you know the whole the whole string of them I've shot I don't know whatever 10 12 15 animals with some sort of day 6 since the start of this season and I haven't had one even that I think that one we the so the one that we were talking about with the I don't know if I said this before but the one we were talking about with the uh, uh, they went through the mm-hmm. scapula and just stopped um, that broadhead, me and Aaron were, were curious about what it was going to be like when it come out of the deer. And obviously we found the deer, so we got that head out and you could have shaved with it. I actually shot a deer. I shot a doe with it the next right. day. Um, it, it was super sharp, um, patent broke. Um, cause you know, I mean, we're not going to say that, I'm not saying that we thought that it had broken because it was a day six. We thought maybe because it's a broadhead. It it,
0: it broke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe it, it broke. I'm not going to say we thought it was because. Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: Well, S30 Um, for those who (laughs) who don't know, S30 V is a very common and very popular, uh, um, pocket knife steel. Uh, if you have a Benchmade or, Mm -hmm. uh, spider co or something like that, you know, not, uh, not, you know, a real cheap one. But if you have like a a, a decent pocket knife, there's a pretty good chance it's S thirty V. And there's a reason for that because it's it's very durable. It'll right. hold an edge for a really long time. You don't have to sharpen it a ton. And when you do have to sharpen it, it's not very hard. Uh so yeah, S thirty S thirty is a great steel. I think I wish more broadheads were made from S thirty. I think we'd be in a better place. The pocket knife that's been in my pocket for the last seven years
2: is S thirty. And this thing has been used and abused beyond belief. So,
1: well, it's cool that he that he made it. You know, uh, I, and I don't know much about it other than what Aaron or or Brian has told me um, as far as you know the reasons they you know they picked S thirty V and whatnot. And I know it's super expensive. Um, you know, as far as and to get the tight tolerances he wanted. I I know these heads are the same as the Valkyrie. You buy a head, it's going to, you know, you spent a lot of times in the outdoor industry, you get what you pay for. Sometimes you don't, (laughs) you get what, um, you know, their uh, advertising has, you know, they spent so much money on advertising. Maybe that broadhead is expensive or that part or, or whatever is expensive because, um, they've marketed
0: it well, right, but because they can charge that much, and they will <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly so
0: and I guess yeah, for the marketing yeah marketing is is
1: big and in, in I don't even it's crazy what some of the stuff I learn um you know about different companies or whatever, just kind of having a little inside scoop is it's, it's kind of funny, but um so. Let oh, me yeah. finish, I guess, what I was thinking about this head. Um, so, I kind of came full circle here. Um, and obviously, I'm not getting rid of the Valkyries. Um, but I do like this Evo XL. Um, the, uh, the fact that it's a two-blade with bleeders. I love the fact that the bleeders sit forward on the uh, ferrule. You know, they actually cut a path mm-hmm. for the ferrule, which... A lot of bleeders sit back on the ferrule, which, uh, yeah. you know, yep. even yep. that, uh, um, oh, that muzzy, you know, it slid in. And that's the other thing. Most of those bleeders like this muzzy, you know, they slide in and they kind of go in the grooves. And, and I tell you what, that that that's your inconsistencies right there. This thing, it locks in to the blade itself, to the main blade, and then slides into the ferrule and then is locked in by the set screw. So um, as far as uh, I I like the position on the bleeder, I think uh, I'm trying to talk, I'd I'd like to see the bleeder be a little wider for the trad head at least, because, you know, we're not, to be honest, the only thing I would change on this head is I would honestly make it a little narrower and I would make the bleeder wider. Just be, I, I don't, just my mindset is four cuts is better than one wide cut with two little cuts. If that makes sense, I I, I feel like
0: yeah. Uh, if, if you can if you can get if you can put it all the way through, absolutely, yeah, 100%. yeah.
1: And I and I
0: think honestly,
1: a, a little more narrow head with a wider bleeder would probably penetrate maybe better. Um, I'd have to obviously play with it and see. Um. I think you're probably uh, cutting hairs or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, if you dropped it down sure. to an inch wide with a, a three quarter inch bleeder, um, you're probably splitting hairs as far as penetration goes. But um, yeah. I, I love this head. I think it's awesome. I like the fact that I can take the uh, the blades out and, and change them out in the field Um Super consistent. I haven't had any of them come out of the box, not spin. They're ridiculously sharp. Actually, uh, I I do like the fact that they sharpen the backside of the blade. Because if you, you know, obviously it's any cutting oh, edge. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's and nice. it's sharp. So you got to be dang careful when you're shooting into foam that you're not one of them
0: guys that put your hand. Yeah, you got to pull it out. I yeah. actually lost, <laughs>
1: yeah, I lost yeah. a string in Texas because I wasn't paying attention. And the back of my broadhead just barely touched my string and and took about half my Bing. yeah it didn't it didn't completely blow but it it i lost half my strands in about a second
0: um yeah. so i bet i bet string stringing that thing was a was a <laughs> it fun. was a little <laughs>
1: sketchy i yeah luckily i had another, yeah. <laughs> another string with me that was already stretched in but um yeah i mean so i've had a bunch of guys uh, kind of quiz me about broadheads after that trip you know and me and Aaron we did a ton of talking and and uh, if anybody's curious and hasn't already listened to Aaron he did a a review with the stick bow chronicle guys um talking about
0: yeah, great episode yeah check it out. definitely
1: check that out because he talks about a lot of what I talked about and probably even maybe in more depth um and uh but I think as of right now you know, my quiver, um, I have a five arrow quiver and I got five XLs in it and I got one Valkyrie and, uh, the, the reasoning for that right now is, uh, I, I love that Valkyrie. I think, uh, if I, you know, maybe was sneaking on a bedded mule deer and I thought, you know, I was going to have to hug it to the shoulder, I might pick that Valkyrie, um, I also might pick it if I was, uh, if, if I could have the time to, you know, judge which head I had on and it was windy. Um, you know, the, the, the the Evo is a little wider. It's got more surface area. It's going to catch a little more wind. Um, so that's kind of what I have come to so far. Um, and if Brian comes out with something a little more narrow, maybe I end up, you know, maybe Garrett ends up stealing more heads from me. I don't know. But <laughs> um, as of right now, I, I I can't say enough about these uh, day six and the, the Valkyries. They're, they're awesome. I mean, and that setup I got is yeah. – I, I, I don't think I could have any situations that I would um, – go back. Even if, even if I went after a Buffalo, sure. Um, you know, I don't see any, you know, I'd probably be shooting a Valkyrie if I went Buffalo hunting again. Um, uh, maybe a, maybe a cutthroat. Um, I don't know as if I would shoot the, um, the day six only for the fact of it was a longer shot and you're out in the prairie in the wind. Um,
0: yeah, I can get gutsy. So,
1: um, it is situational. I may, I may throw a, um, cutthroat on here and there, but right now I'm pretty, pretty excited with my, uh, my setup. So um,
0: yeah. 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 Well, I, that's, uh, uh, I, I mean, the, I think all the heads you mentioned are, are great heads. and I'm not surprised that you've settled down with the, uh, with the day six. I think they're, probably like i said they're probably one of the best double bevels on the market um uh s i really like s 30 v as a steel choice um i you know yeah there's there's a ton of ton of pros to those uh to those broadheads uh replaceable blades uh the the set screw that's on it is a beefy beefy set screw um yeah they're just they're they're great heads great heads all around and uh you know i've kind of had the conversation with uh with garrett and rob of (laughs) You know, I'm kind of like on the fence because where I hunt down at my farm is all Ozarks and, uh, you know, two inches under the ground. It's just pure rock. Mm. And I, I just know that you know, basically every broadhead I've ever shot has just been destroyed if it ended up in the dirt, because the second it goes in there, it just gets chewed up. And uh, uh, if, I, I, like, if I I'm like, fight I'm. I'm having an inner wrestling match with myself the last year or so on if I want to just stick with like more budget minded heads and just know that I'm probably going to lose them if I shoot them into the dirt or if I'm going to go with something, something like that. But replaceable blades kind of kind of do change that possibility a little bit because the feral on those, you know, like you said, they are they are stout. They are beefy, beefy ferals. And, uh, those things will probably hold up to just about anything. So we may have to give those a not, shot. Not a bad idea. Yeah. If you're going to uh, yeah. end up in rock, yeah. well, text Brian, tell him, tell him, tell him to get on the show. <laughs> I've, uh, uh, I've, I've, I've told him we want to have him on. It, it was a while back sure. and I'm, I'm just kind of giving them flack here, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we love to have them on. I know they're, they are, uh, you know, on our, on our website, we've got a recommended list of rod heads and arrows and day six is on both of those. Yeah, so,
1: yeah you guys should have, one. Uh, he's, he's, he shot a lot of stuff. Like he's, he's, uh, hunted a lot and, and, uh, he'd be a good one. Um, talk about those arrows. Those things are, uh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I shot seven animals with one arrow this year. Just to see if I, and, and it still isn't broken. I just, nice. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys ought are to you have using them. the
0: centric system right now. is Is that what, is that what yep. you're using? Cent- the centric
1: six? system. Um, I'm actually using the uh, with these um, with the trad head. I'm actually trying out his uh, the centric that's aluminum that is.
0: Uh, so mm. it's a little.
1: I, I mean, you're cut. You're the same deal with that. You're um, talking about such a small piece of you know going from the steel to the aluminum yeah steel is more durable but in to what end you know what i mean i mean um and i honestly needed to sure. do that or else i would have had to revamp everything cuz i shoot 250 up front so i either had to um so basically i have i have like well i have more than that but i have three different dozens of arrows i have one set up for my Valkyries i have one set up for my Uh, my X, you know, my regular Evo X, which I'm, I tell you what, that's an awesome turkey head. I know you're a big turkey guy. That is an awesome turkey head. (laughs) You get them just a shade dull and uh, that wide short, uh, it's, that's my turkey head, man. I tell you what. Uh, So I have those.
0: Yeah. Wide (laughs) cut on that guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would, and then, uh, and then I had to set up this, this last uh, couple dozen with the, uh, um, 50 grains with a 200 grain head. Um, Mm,
3: but mm -hmm. anyway,
1: regardless it, uh, uh, I have had no, no durability issues. I mean, honestly, if you're going to have a failure on an animal, um, it's probably not going to be that the way that that system is and integrates itself. And then, glues in and screws together and because those arrows are so heavy walled and and tough um i don't know as if i see that being an issue it will be on yeah. a on a rock wall maybe um i've hit some, you know what i mean like <laughs> right. where do you stop um and yeah and yeah if you really want to get down to it i know like uh, aaron does way more testing than me the dude's an animal. Um, that's what he gets paid to do is test stuff. So he does shoot shoot into um, hard rock, stone, whatever. You know he tests all. The, you know he does the thing like you were talking about, Rob, with the uh, pulling the hides over and testing poundages. Yep, yep.
2: pressure. He's testing. done
1: all that stuff. Um, so that dude, yeah, he's putting arrows into walls so that he can can test. Every last bit of it. My testing is more, uh, and obviously the dude shoots even more animals. He shoots way more animals than me. He's, uh, so I do only one part of his testing. I, I do most of my stuff on, on animals, on foam. And, uh, every now and then on my picket wood fence that I blow through oh. or my steel <laughs> building that I shove an arrow through because, uh, you know, it went through my target or whatever. Um, yeah, but uh, for me, as long as it's not gonna have a failure on an animal, and you never know, you can have the best broad head in the world, and uh, that day yep. at the factory, so and so did something wrong, and and that one head has, or you know, cu- that batch of heads has has some weaknesses to it. It, it happens to probably yep. every manufacturer on the planet,
0: um, yeah, well, that's, and well, that's, and that's manufacturing, yeah, be can't,
2: can't beat it. I mean, it can be. Like an extreme version of the story you gave before where, you know, um, the head lodges in, you know, a bone and a leg moves and something breaks. Yep. I mean, you're creating, you know, like in situations like that, you're creating a shear point that is going to take advantage of whatever the weak point is. So, yeah.
0: Sometimes the animal just win. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. the animals win 100%. and there's not there's nothing you can do about it Doesn't no matter what you're shooting. There at. is
2: no guarantee and I mean you can have the best system on paper and nature can throw a curveball at you and go sorry that that's not going to work today.
1: Not today. Yep. And that's that's basically what this podcast is all about is is pick out the best head or couple of heads that you like feel confident and confidence is almost oh, so much more than anything huge. huge uh in hunting if you're confident in something it will you know i mean obviously it can but confidence is huge so um Let's, you know pick i've out had that-, that conversation so many
2: times with customers where especially guys that like have just kind of found the ashby stuff or have just gotten hooked up with somebody that's in like some of the groups that we're part of on facebook and they're going you know okay i've been using a a 360 grain arrow i've had some problems like i'm i'm going all out i'm going to 650 or 700 and we're talking on like florida whitetail
3: yeah it's like a
2: a jump there and (laughs) and it's like okay let's just you know, I have no issue if you want to go heavy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I shoot stupid heavy because I like it.
1: Well, it's quiet. But I, I, yeah, honestly, no, and it's that's, not. I, I, I for like me it's how not my bullet shoots on a whitetail. It's the quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, yeah. and that's
0: that's yeah, big deal. for me.
2: I I have one setup that I pretty much run year round, regardless of what I'm chasing. Yep. Um, turkey is the one thing that I kind of switch up on. Um, but pretty much outside of Turkey, and even this last year, I did run it for Turkey. I'm running a 950 grain arrow out of my 80 pound compound. I mean, my 76 pound longbow, I'm running a seven eighty five grain arrow. Holy um, cow! And and it's just it's what I like. Yeah, like it's I'm used to it. I'm comfortable with it. That's what I do. Huh. But you have to be comfortable with it, and so it's like these guys will, you know. It's all great on paper. And, yep, I mean, the penetration potential is better if you go heavier. But you have to be comfortable with it and you have to be confident because I don't care what the numbers are on paper. If you're second-guessing in your head, you're not going to make as good of a shot. Yep. And... That's it's his fine line because guys, it's amazing how many guys I've dealt with that have had issues with bone impacts. And so they, they jump up to a better setup. Now they're not worried if that animal might, you know, move unexpectedly. And so they're, they're not as concerned with that bone. They're more relaxed. They're more confident and now the next two seasons, they don't have a single bone issue. They don't, they don't impact bone. Yeah. <laughs> and <Exactly>. and <laughs> part of that is that they were more confident and that they made better shots and were closer to their marks. And that's that confidence. Now you could go to the extreme and have a setup that is, you know, on paper, good for Buffalo but you're not comfortable with it and you're yep. second-guessing your yardage and you're second-guessing how you're holding and all this other stuff, Is uh, everything else is running through your head, guess what? You're not going to make as good of a shot. <laughs> like, you're not yep. focusing on the shot. So you, it, this yeah. kind of goes back Combat to that, a big that deal. balancing Real at, big deal. You, you need yep. to have the setup that maximizes where you're comfortable maximizes your own abilities
0: exactly
1: and and, that, and with good okay. well i was just going to say with traditional archery it's even it, it's even more important in my mind if you're an instinctive guy um you know well, you, you find have that to arrow you gotta <laughs> be one with it yeah you yeah and and i mean i've shot 500 somewhere around 550 to 590 for so long that, and I'm I'm such an instinctive you know shooter it. that I just that, know. That's, it. And that's the sweet spot. That's the confidence right there. Uh, exactly. So for me to go up, you know, to to go up or down or whatever, um, it would throw that's everything. Really, off. not what I'm. Tra- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, hundred percent agree with you on that. Confidence and, is. I
2: mean, that's when I. Like from a traditional standpoint, um, that's I really dove into traditional like two years ago when I started helping uh, play with the prototype for backwards composites. And I, I had dabbled before that, but that was the first time that I really settled in and and tried to get what I'll call proficient. With a, a specific setup, not just messing around here and there, right? And I mean that bow at fifty pounds was throwing like a six seventy grain arrow at like one hundred and seventy eight, and I was very comfortable out to twenty five instinctive. And we've went through a couple of different iterations of the design. I'm waiting on my new one and I've been using this old self bow that a buddy gifted me that it's like a a hill style longbow 76 pounds. Wow. And I'm running the same weight arrow that I was out of this 52 or yeah, 51, 52 pound super recurve. Um, nearly, well, more than 20 pounds heavier draw weight and I'm like a hundred and like 35 feet per second, like, and it completely (laughs) changed. Like I, I, I was comfortable with that recurve, that longbow, holy crap. Like I, I had to shrink everything. Like it completely yeah. changed my entire outlook on, on, on shots. Like, I mean, 20
0: yards was a gamble. And wow. <laughs> yeah, when you're cooking, cooking long at one thirty, 30, then uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> changes, it changes things, it changes bit. things. And yeah, I mean, I
2: haven't shot anything with that long yet. I'm, I'm going to be trying tomorrow night again.
3: Um, you shot a pig with it.
2: Well, yeah, no, it's I did shoot a pig with it. Um. Okay. That wasn't that challenging. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been I've been trying to to get a whitetail with with it, it and I just haven't had the opportunity, but I mean I'm looking inside of 15. And uh that's it's yeah. it's a different know your, game. Know your limits. For it's sure. a different yeah. game. Know
0: your limits, be comfortable, be be confident. Yeah, and 100%. You gotta, you gotta find that middle ground for sure. But, um, uh, yeah, well, Jake, I, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know we, uh, we kind of threw this thing together real quick. Um, I know, and I know all, we kind of get similar messages, probably not as much as, uh, as the celebrity that is Jake Downs, but, uh, uh, uh we, we, we do, we do get, uh, quite a few messages on like, you know. Uh, people asking us what, you know, updates and what we're running and what our friends are running and stuff like that. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see your, your journey through, uh, through your uh, uh, broadhead choices and kind of where you've, where you've landed. So uh, anything yeah. else you want to touch on?
1: No, I just uh, appreciate you guys having me on and, and uh, it's, I, I just, I really, it's going to be nice to be able to just tell people where to, to go because You know, I thought about doing a video, um, you know, on Instagram or whatever, Um, but this will be this will be nice to uh, um, just be like, hey, this is what I think. And this is what I did for the last two years. um, And this is where I, you know, just listen to the podcast and you can um, get get all the information rather than just like, hey, you know, "I'm, I'm shooting the day six and and the Valkyries now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, At least they can they can hear the the why I I navigated to those. Oh, exactly. You can see the progression. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and there was reasonings. Um, Yeah. Honestly, I you know I probably never left the cutthroat. It's an awesome head. It penetrates. It's tough. It's pretty um, easy to sharpen if you know how to do it. Uh, It rusts. Other than that, you know, I mean, it's it's right up there. Um, with everything except for blood trails for me, and and so um, yep. none of the heads I talked about are bad. I, I liked every single one of them. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Oh yeah, you yeah. just got to kind of pick what 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 you want and what you like, and go from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. We'll we'll cut you loose. We we'll get you out of here. Oh, Rob, did you have something? I was just gonna
2: say it, that's one thing that you know when you are if you are someone that's that's looking at this from. I guess the outside in, you're looking at, you know, maybe putting together your first setup, you know, that's like this, that's heavier, higher front of center, whatever the case. Take into account the weight of the broadhead that you're picking and the the options at that weight. Purely from a, like, if you're going after, say, white tail or black bear whatever smaller north american game you might you know lean more towards like what jake's doing with wanting like a you know something with bleeders or a three blade something that that's creating a little more open of a cut um but depending on the setup that you're doing depending on the, you know total weight etc that setup might still be applicable if you go after something larger, where like what Jake was talking about before, where you know the the buffalo, where blood trail isn't really the biggest issue. You're needing penetration, right? So now, if if you have a broadhead weight that is, uh, I guess, available across the market. Which, in my mind, is like that two hundred grain. There's a lot of one fifties. There's a lot of two
1: hundreds for
0: solid yep. heads. Yep. yep. One twenty five, yep. 150, 200, You can find a lot yep. of good good stuff there. And yep.
1: so yep. you get into those two hundred, those one seventy fives, two twenty five. Those are the
0: oddballs, uh, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> those are not everybody makes one. Yep. Of those. Yeah, and so yeah. paying
2: a, not, a, not as many paying attention things. to that because then if you do try and go after something bigger that you're, you're more concerned with total penetration and you're potentially less concerned with tracking because of the terrain. Now you, you can potentially grab a different set of heads that's, you know, better for that bigger animal and not need to change the setup entirely. So just kind of a, a side note that I wanted to throw in there. Um, Yep, just that's, for having options. That's good
0: advice. Yep, consider yep. consider the game pursued for sure, for sure, and what you may pursue yep. in the future. Jake knows a little bit about that. He's he's gone after oh, a yeah. few things. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> well, it, that's that's the that's the thing. Uh, uh, you know, and Aaron's always talked about it. Take your advice from somebody that that has some. You know, I mean, if if you're taking advice from a guy that kills a whitetail a year, maybe that head works awesome on whitetails, you know? Right. But, uh, if you're a guy that's out chasing elk and moose and, um, you know, or, or maybe that's not, you, you don't chase them all the time, but you got a moose tag and, and Hey, what, you know, what, what do you shoot? And th- this one whitetail guy is telling you, you know, Hey, this, whatever is the, the only way to go. Right. No, t- take your, yeah. <laughs> take your, take it with a grain of salt um, for sure. Take it with a grain of salt and do some of your own testing and, and, uh, you know, yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's a great I point. I'll, great point. I'll leave it at, I'll leave it at that just cause, um, <laughs> I, I think I see a lot of people, you know, oh, this head, this, that, and, a lot of- and I don't include myself in that. I, I go to Aaron or, uh, you know, Brian, he shot a ton of stuff, so. Yep. Um, and he'll talk to you about other heads. He shot all these heads that I got sitting in front of me. Yep. Um, he, he won't talk to you on a podcast about them probably. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he understandably. Shot, he's been in the game a long time too. So, you know, go to them guys that have some experience like I have that, you know, I used Aaron and, and a lot of guys um, just to get to where I started. You yeah, cutthroat, Started with this and that and then moved from there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll
0: work out. Oh yeah. Yep. Good deal. Well, cool. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll cut you loose, Jake. I know it's starting to get a little late. So, uh, once again, really appreciate you coming on. First return guest, by the way, we've,
3: uh, we've had,
0: yeah, we're, we're, uh, closing in on 50 episodes and, uh, had a lot of guests, but you're the first one that's come back. So, uh, yeah. So is that a good
1: thing or a bad thing? I I think it's great. (laughs) I was, I was gonna, I was gonna try and
0: ramp up the guest list a little bit more before I hounded you. But when you, uh reached out and you're like, man, I've got a lot of these guys asking me this question. Can we do this episode? I was like, yes, Jake still likes us. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Pumped you came on, man. And, uh, um, man, you can you can come on. We can we can chat broadheads uh, as, as much as you want. Maybe next time we'll talk arrow setups and we can uh, we can uh, kind of dive into that a little bit. So cool. Well, thanks yeah, again, man. Anytime. I appreciate you guys, coming on. Yeah,
1: anytime you guys want
0: to. Yeah. Come. Yeah. Been yeah. great. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. And until next time, uh, stay lethal and don't forget the olive oil.